Hello and welcome to another episode of Parentline Podcast. I'm your host, Roger Gowdy, and in this episode we talk all things Christmas. I was delighted to be joined by our very new Parentline Head of Service, June Onyukwele. We're really excited to have June join the Parentline team. And this episode was a great opportunity to get to know June a little bit more whilst delving into the whole topic of Christmas. I hope you really enjoy the episode. Let's get started. Welcome to the Parentline Podcast, where we discuss the joys and challenges of modern parenting and explore how we as parents can give our children the best start in life. Welcome to the podcast, Jane. Thank you, Roger. I'm very excited to be here. Well, you're very welcome. And I should also say welcome to the Cine team because you're not long joined. No, just a few weeks now. Yeah. So tell the listeners a bit about yourself and how you came to uh, join the Cine team and, and become head of service at Parentline. Wow. Well, I do go back a rather long way, Roger. Um, I have been working with parents and children for just over 30 years, um, first as a nurse. So I was a staff nurse in paediatrics um, and then I moved into social work. So in the midst of raising children, I went back to university and did my degree in social work. I have worked across the voluntary sector in Northern Ireland for just about 25 years now. And I have a wealth of experience, I do believe, in parenting in children um, and everything that comes with that. So parent line seemed to be a natural next step. I have been fortunate to meet the most amazing families across my career, often children who are looked after. I've worked with foster carers a lot, etc. And this was a lovely opportunity to do something around early intervention. And that is just so important. So I'm so looking forward to the next chapter, really, in my professional career with Parentline. Brilliant. Well, we are delighted to have you. And that uh, breadth and depth of experience will obviously serve you very well in Parentline. So very delighted to have you on the team. Thank you. So this podcast, we are talking all about Christmas. It's now just into December when we're recording this. So I think it's okay to talk about Christmas at the start of December. In November, it always feels like... You know, is it a bit too early? But yeah, it's not quite respectable in November, but December <laughs> certainly is more respectable. Yeah. So, I mean, what's Christmas like for you guys and your family? What are your memories of Christmas and how do you feel about it? Well, Roger, um, I, I mentioned that I was a very busy mummy and I am now the mother of four adult children, um, all young adults. When they were little, it was obviously busy and fraught and joyous. There are a lot of expectations on us as parents um, to make it the happiest time for our children. And that would have been my main goal whenever my children were little. Now that they're young adults, some of that um, expectation, I suppose, has been lifted somewhat. But I still endeavour to bring the joy to them for Christmas. And one of the things that they would often reflect on now is that they really appreciate family memories um, of Christmas and they don't necessarily remember the toys they got or the gifts they received, but they do remember the family time and they love that, you know, we continue some of those rituals and routines now when they're all young adults, which is lovely. 
Yeah. Yeah. I have to say with having young kids now myself, it really does make the experience just so much better is kind of living, living it through them and their little excited eyes about the whole thing. But obviously this year, it's going to be a weird Christmas for everyone uh, in some shape or form. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic, obviously, and the government issuing advice and it seems to change all the time. And hopefully now we can bubble with families and that kind of thing. But it's just going to be a strange one. And that easy social mixing that is so much part of Christmas may be missing to some degree. I imagine families are feeling uh, anxious about that and a, and a bit of stress around that. Yeah, Roger, I think that throughout the pandemic, you know, we, we've seen that um, anxieties within families have increased, um, that the pandemic has had an, uh, an impact on, on a lot of people's mental health. You know, we're seeing the artworkings of that. And I suppose at Christmas, parents are going to have to dig deep, find even more energy for organising and planning in order to keep, you know, themselves and their families as safe as possible um, during this time. So a lot more thought is probably going to have to go into um, what we're doing, where we're going, how long we're going to be there, etc. Which, you know, does add additional pressures um, on families. And kids especially, you know, I know children, the whole part of the, the, the Christmas experience is mixing with friends and family and extended family. And that is just going to be, there's just an extra barrier to that. There's an extra, there's more to think about for that sort of thing uh, this Christmas. But it is so important that young people don't feel isolated over Christmas and they still do get to experience those relationships to some degree. I suppose, Roger, for me, um, we know that socialising with friends is really important um, for a teenager's development. So it is such a worry for parents in the midst of the pandemic um, about young people socialising. There's a lot of information in the media around that and quite often teenagers take the hit and the blame um, for a lot that's going on in society which you know can be unfair at times but what I would say to parents is you know talk to your teen about the current regulations discuss things together open communication talk about the best ways to keep themselves safe their family safe encourage and remind your teen to meet with friends outdoors uh, remind them to wrap up warm, which you know they don't often do. Maintain physical distance as much as possible. And it also might be helpful to advise them to agree periods of time when you can facilitate them meeting friends, um, agree an end time. And remember, whenever you are talking to your teen and you're talking about issues that could be quite tentious, that you leave room for negotiation. Yeah, it's gonna. It's a tricky one. I suppose an, uh, a big issue when it comes to Christmas for parents is the expectation on on gifts for your kids. Uh, I mean, my three year old somehow already has his Christmas list totally nailed in his head, and he knows exactly, and he goes over it every day what he's going to get. But thankfully, those gifts are quite small at a low monetary value at the minute. Uh, but I know whenever he gets a wee bit older. And possibly not much older. The dreaded uh, iPhone request will start will start coming, and all those things that are suddenly hundreds of pounds. And I don't think whenever I was young, I expected anything like that. But those things seem to be kind of standard requests now, and it must be so difficult for parents when they're thinking, you know, I don't want my child to be left out, uh, but I also 
don't have hundreds of pounds sitting around, you know, to put into those kind of hugely expensive devices and things like that. I mean, I imagine that's a real struggle for parents. Yeah, I think managing expectations of teenagers in general, um, you know, as they grow, their expectations grow and they're surrounded by images on TV and social media of, you know, what others have. And, you know, it's not unusual for teenagers to want the same as and be the same as everybody else. And quite often parents can feel overwhelmed by that. Again, it's about communication. It's about sitting down in advance um, and talking to your young, you know, teenager about, you know, what you can reasonably manage this year. You know, talk about budgets. You know, don't be embarrassed to talk about money. It's, it's life lessons for them. Again, as I said before, leave room for negotiation. Involve your te- teenagers in the planning of gifts, you know, not only their own, but, you know, gifts for others. Um, involve them in organising activities for younger children if you can. Just help them to help you create the magic of Christmas um, without it all have to, having to be focused around gifts. Um, so involve teenagers in food preparation, shopping lists, decorating the house. When you're talking to your teenager about, you know, their expectations, you know, try to remain calm and listen to what they have to say, acknowledge their feelings. Um, and, you know, I know it's really difficult, but try not to get too defensive or too dismissive of them. And, you know, just if you do start to experience negative feelings rising, if your teenager's getting cross or angry or, or you feel that they're blaming in some way, um, you know, practice some, you know, self-regulation skills to keep yourself nice and calm because the last thing you want to do is to get into an argument with them. And whenever they are helping and whenever they are contributing, you know, use lots of praise and encouragement and lots of I statements when they make suggestions um, to pitch in or help out. Um, and also, What's an I statement? Well, it's an example might be, I'm really happy whenever you help me chop the carrots for dinner. You know, something very, very simple. Mm -hmm. So the I statement rather than the you, which can sound quite blaming. So quite often we can get into a pattern of of saying, you always do that or you're always behaving in this way or you're always this or that. Um, And sometimes turning that on its heel and, and using I statements Sounds like good marriage advice as well, that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I often talk, um, I've been involved in, in a lot of um, parent training for many, many years. And, you know, I often talk about some of the techniques and, and some of the, I call it the parenting toolkit that that's required is an excellent toolkit for a happy marriage as well. <laughs> yeah. And I think what you said there about involving the children in the planning and in and in the negotiations as well when it comes to presence is key. I suppose managing expectations is what it's all about. And and children, I suppose, don't inherently know the value of money and that needs to be taught to them. And when explained, hopefully that'll help uh, you know, them come to terms with the fact that they may not be able to get what everyone else is getting and, and that's okay. And there's other things that joy comes from other places, not just tech and stuff. <laughs> You know, I think that um, if if parents can think carefully before they make any promises, because quite often we just want to make it better. We want to make it the best um, and we overstretch ourselves. And in doing that, you know, you can really run yourself into the ground on promises and feel less able to cope. And that means that tempers may be shorter on Christmas morning and family time may, may be more fraught. So just be careful about what promises you make. Um, and keep them realistic and, and certainly within your budget. Mm. 
And that brings us into, I suppose, the whole issue of budgeting and finance. I mean, one of the big features of Christmas is that it's the most expensive time of the year. Everything from presents to parties to all the extras that seem to happen around that time of the year. And families often struggle to balance the books and to, to, to make those payments. And often uh, credit cards come out and January can be a bit of a bleak period trying to, to pay for all the fun and games at Christmas. Have you any advice for parents and families of how to, to deal with that pressure? Roger, we've already talked a little bit about focusing on what's important for children at Christmas um, all year round. In fact, not just at Christmas, but especially at Christmas, that they have a positive family experience. And we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, my young adult children now, um, I know that that's part of their memory bank, if you like, around Christmas, our experiences um, as opposed to the toys and gifts that they received. Um, it doesn't feel like that at the time, but... It really is precious. So organise and plan downtime, you know, with a Christmas movie and a hot chocolate. Um, I kind of refer to these things as low cost or no cost experiences. Um, But planning is often the key. Parents find that buying bits and pieces throughout the year is helpful or saving, you know, in a Christmas fund, a little Christmas piggy bank takes the stress out of Christmas. So work out a realistic budget and stick to it as far as you can. Agree a price limit with friends and family. Um, and, you know, lots of families are now doing secret Santas, which seems like a great idea for reducing the amount of gifts that you have to buy. Shop around for the best bargains um, in food and drink and look out for discounts. Always pay your bills first and presents after. And if you think that you've overspent, get some help. Parent lines here. We can signpost you to many other um, organisations that have expertise in you know, financial management. So don't feel that you're alone. Um, get help. The parent line helpline is there. It's open. Give us a call and we will do our very best to help you or signpost you in the right direction. And what's that number for people to call, Jean? Parent line number, Roger, is 0808 8020 400. And you're only in five or six weeks and you've got that nailed. So that's the first tick box done. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think what you were saying there about the the planning for it as the year, you know, even earlier in the year financially is is a really good one. And a few years ago, I started to do that myself because I was finding that I was treating Christmas expenses almost like this anomaly in the budget or kind of like, you know, you do, you do your normal budget or you kind of know what you spend month to month and then, oh, look, Christmas happened as if it doesn't happen every year. And I kind of then just decided I need to try and put money aside, you know, starting January every year. And it doesn't always work some years and better than others. But I find then if you do have a pot of money set aside come November, December, and you're buying presents, it actually isn't more enjoyable than it takes like a kind of a horrible, stressful feeling away, knowing that there's, there's the funds there to pay for it. But obviously that can be a tricky thing to do and it's not it's not always easy to find that extra that's, money to set aside. Yeah, that, that's so true. And, and for some families, Roger, that disposable income isn't there. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, every penny does count. But, you know, if parents are, you know, if you're in a situation where you're a lone parent or you're in a low income or mm-hmm. you're unemployed, check your benefits, um, see what's available. It's always good to review those things. So, you know, 
Citizens Advice, for example, are a really good organisation. Advice NI are another one who can really help families to work out what benefits they're entitled to and what's there for them to use and, and avail of. Yeah. And the Secret Santa thing, I think is a great idea. Um, we do that in our family with some parts of the family in terms of the gifts and it works really, really well. And again, it actually allows you to focus more on that one gift that you have to get and it's a more enjoyable experience and it kind of means more and it's a great way of, of cutting down those costs as well. So I think that's win-win. And I suppose for some people, Roger, I mean, I know that um, whenever my children were little, I used to have a Christmas dream. So every year I'd have the same dream where it would be Christmas Eve and we had no Santa presents in and uh, we had no money to buy Santa presents and the fridge was bare and it wasn't a dream actually, it was more like a nightmare. But every year that recurred and went on, even though I was well organised, you know, those anxieties were real and deep. Um, regardless of how organised and, and super um, planning that you do over the year. Jean, there's a lot of families who there will be separation in the family and the parents may not live together and therefore contact arrangements is something that needs to be thought of at Christmas and that can be an especially tricky time. Um, what would you say to those families who are maybe struggling with some of those issues? Again, planning is key, communication is key um, and where the relationship is amicable, you know, to have a conversation well in advance about the arrangements for Christmas. It's really important to take the children's wishes and feelings into account to include them in planning, um, not to spring any big surprises on them coming up to Christmas. So if you have an amicable relationship with your ex-partner or, you know, the parent of, of your children, then, you know, do have those conversations, plan what works best for everybody. Again, leave some room for negotiation, accept that you might not get everything that you want. Um, but at least if you get some of that and the children are happy, that's the main thing. So communication is key. Where there's acrimony in a relationship, I would think that perhaps using someone in the family or a friend who's not emotionally embroiled um, in the situation um, could maybe help to broker some of those negotiations around plans for the children for Christmas. The most important thing is that the children are not embroiled in any of those difficulties and arguments and discussions around differences of opinion that children have felt that they're wanted in, in both homes, um, they're welcome in both homes, and that you're both in probably different ways going to make the most of the Christmas period and the time that you have with your children. Great advice. You've mentioned a few times about prioritising, I suppose, and, and remembering what's important to Christmas. So what uh, do you think is the key message for parents around prioritising at Christmas? You know, what, what should they be prioritising? My goodness, Roger, that is a key question. And I think that um, self-care is probably mm. a priority. You know, we talk about filling the cup. That's your emotional cup. That's your well-being cup. You can't pour from an empty cup. So parenting can be really tough and it can be overwhelming, um, but it can also be joyous and happy. And the more your cup's full, the more joyous and happy it'll be. So it's really important for all parents to take time to look after themselves. And that's easier said than done because parents quite often put their needs second. Um, yeah. 
So it's worth taking even a few minutes out to speak to someone who gets it, who's share, who can share your burden. Um, that can make a huge difference. It's really easy to neglect ourselves when we're trying to meet the demands for children. Um, but let others help and to replenish your cup. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Again, if you become overwhelmed, um, you're feeling that you're, you're bogged down with, with the pressures around Christmas and family and all that goes with that, Parent line is there. Pick up the phone, give us a call, share your burden. But if we can't make sure our own needs are met, we simply can't meet the needs of others. Self-care is not selfish, it's essential. That's very true. And in summary then, what do you think the key takeaways are for parents when we're thinking about this whole Christmas period? Gosh, Roger, whenever I'm asked questions like that, I always think of the I shall and I shall nots. Um, and some of those are, they shall not be perfect or even try. I think for parents, it's really important to forgive ourselves for mistakes. We're human first and parents second. Um, yeah. And being human, we make mistakes. Um, hopefully we learn from them and we know how to do it differently the next time. But again, I mentioned earlier, we're surrounded by social media images of mm-hmm. perfect, happy families. Um, Family photos of everyone in the same colour and looking meticulously dressed. Yeah, in, per- in front of a perfect Christmas tree where there yes. isn't a bobble out of place, etc. <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we know that's not reality. We know that's not real life. People don't really live like that 24 hours a day, seven days yeah. a week. So another one would be that I shall not try to be all things to all people. So just give yourself a break. Uh, It's okay to delegate. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, if somebody offers help, to accept it. Thou shalt not spread thyself too thinly. Just don't exhaust yourself. Um, Because once you're feeling exhausted and tired and overwhelmed and exasperated, um, tensions are fraught. um, And it leads to arguments and and, um, family tensions you know, we're back to the self-care, look after yourself. Thou shalt not compare oneself to others or our children to other children. Because once it's so easy to do, and once you start doing that, um, it, it it's difficult to come back from. We can only do our best for ourselves and for our families. Um, so try not to compare yourself to what the Joneses have. Thou shalt learn to say no, and that's okay to our children, to members of the family, to lots of demands on us, it is okay to say no. Thou shalt make time for oneself. Um, Take some time out for a walk, a soak in the tub, time with friends, reading a good book. Again, that's not selfish, that's essential. Thou shalt not feel guilty. I think that uh, maybe comes with the parenting job description, guilt. but, you know, put that where it belongs and don't get overwhelmed by it. Thou shalt ask for help when one needs it. Family, friends, for those who have, you know, good people around them, use them. Um, for those who are feeling that they're on their own with things or that friends or family wouldn't understand or mm. um, they're not prepared to share because sometimes people are private about how they're feeling. It's quite often easier to speak to someone outside of the family. And mm-hmm. once again, parent line is there. We're a friendly lot. We're professional. We've got a listening ear. We're really keen to help parents to do the very best that they can. So give us a call 
0808 802 400. Um, we're there to listen and we're there to help. Yeah, brilliant. Listen, thank you, Jean, so much for that. Uh, I know for a lot of people, Christmas can be the most wonderful time of the year, but for a lot of people, it can be the opposite of that. And, and there's some really good advice in there and lots of good takeaways for parents. So I appreciate your input today. Thank you for having me, Roger, and I'll look forward to the next one. Yeah. Is it is it too early to wish you a happy Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> I think there, there, there's probably plenty of time for that. Right. Okay. We'll save it for now. But well, I'd like to wish Christmas all our anyway. parents out there a very happy Christmas. Indeed. Whatever Indeed. that looks like for you, have a good one. Great. Well, listen, everyone, thank you for listening and or watching if you're on YouTube. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.